All right. Good morning. We want to um, honor our moms, so I'm going to have um, a couple of the deacons and ushers come down. We have some flowers that we're going to pass out to you. Can all the moms stand? Let's give it up for our moms. set those at the back actually okay. and if you want to grab one if you're going to um, see your mom later today you can grab one and you can say it's from you <laughs> all right oh we need to release the kids let's pray god thanks for this day that we celebrate um, the impact of mothers the blessing they are to us I pray that you'd be with our kids as they go back. Thank you for um, the teachers and their faithfulness. May, they, uh, may our kids learn um, to hide your word um, in their hearts, God. I pray you'd bless your word today as it's preached and that you would um, speak to us, Lord, clearly through your word. Amen. I'm going to talk to you today about the three R's of motherhood. Yes. Responsibility, relaxation, and renewal. And the flowers are to kind of soften you up a little bit, all right? Now, I'm going to um, primarily encourage. That's what I want to do today on Mother's Day. Um, in part because the institution of motherhood, defined biblically, uh, is under attack. Here's what I want us to clearly understand. God is sovereign, and he's in control of the affairs of men and women. And his design from the beginning was for man and woman to create a home and to bear children. And this home was to be a place of nurture and safety, a place of learning and training, a place of genuine love and affection. Now, many homes today don't necessarily look like that, but the Christian home should and must look like that. And it's from this home that young men were to find a wife and to leave and cleave. So as these homes multiplied, they had a task in addition to bearing children, in addition to being fruitful. They were to exercise dominion. Now, if the man and woman only looked outward, then the home would suffer. Uh, If they only looked inward, though, then the exercise of dominion would suffer. So God saw fit to orient the woman towards the home and the man towards the world. And God, in his providence, um, he really saw it wisest to put the most qualified to care for home life and to have that homeward orientation. Paul, in the book of Titus, calls women the keepers of the home. And while the father is the covenant head of the home, um, it is the mother who has a profound influence in the home. Look with me at Colossians chapter 3. 
verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. My first R is responsibility. Um, Mothers have a responsibility um, to work, but that work is not for themselves. It's not even really for others, but it's ultimately for the Lord. You are working for the Lord. He says it twice there in those two verses. Work heartily, as for the Lord, and then at the very end in verse 24, you are serving the Lord Christ. Listen to this. All service rendered to others is service rendered to Christ. When you're serving your children, you are serving Jesus himself. What did Jesus say? Whatever you do for the least of these, you did unto me. So whatever areas you are serving, you are serving your king. Now, I know we lost the Rams this past year. And considering their record, maybe that was a good thing. (laughs) So you probably did not pay attention much to football. I didn't. But the NFL draft was last month. And the headlines the next day um, were really only about one thing. And it was about one of the first round draft picks to Karist McKinley. And what caught headlines and had people talking and was all the buzz was that when he was drafted, the number 26 pick overall, he brought this like big you know, framed picture um, of his grandma onto the stage. I mean, this is, you know, it's like live TV, nationally televised on ESPN, and he brings this, this huge picture of his grandma um, onto stage uh, with him. And when he, um, they each get, you know, their little five minutes of fame, um, and he goes on and on and on um, about his grandma and the influence that um, she played in his life. Now, um, most, I think, people who have a healthy understanding of the importance of mothers and mother figures like thought nothing at all of him doing that. We're like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, she had a profound influence. He wanted to thank her. Some criticized him. Th- some thought it was odd. But when you um, learn the story behind um, the impact his grandma um, had in his life, it's pretty amazing. Her name was um, Myrtle Collins, and she raised him basically as her own son. So um, she was instrumental in his life. At, time, uh, at a time, he wanted to give up on football, wanted to walk away. Um, she would not let him give up. And, and twisted his arm back into football. They lived in a very poverty-stricken neighborhood, um, gang-ridden. And it was her goal to make sure that he stayed out of the gangs, that he could stay focused on football, that he could go to a good school, and hopefully um, play in the NFL. Right before he went to college, um, his, his grandma, Myrtle, ended up passing away. And he kind of made a, a vow to her on her deathbed. Basically, I'm going to stay faithful um, to the football, and I'm going I'm to go to a Division I school, top-ranked school, and I'm going to make it to the NFL. Um, this lady, just to pay the rent, would, would go through the streets and collect um, aluminum cans and recycle them, just so she could um, put food on the table and, and make rent for that month. Um, she, she knew what it would take 
to raise her grandson. Um, and she accomplished her mission. She kept him out of the gang, got him out of the gang area, kept him in school, kept him focused on where he excelled. All right. For her, mission accomplished. Um, she knew what her responsibility was, and she kept um, to it. The same with, with, with mothers here. All right. The idea is to have a mission accomplished, right? Moms, you have, what, maybe 17, 18 years to truly make an impact. And that impact will go with them the rest of their life, right? Every man here, um, if he's honest, will say that his mom um, impacted him in some way. And for most, it's a huge impact, uh, me included. A few months ago, I think it was actually towards the end of last year, we had the windows open, and um, our kids came to Andrea and said, hey, we hear a, kid, a little kid outside crying. And Andrea thought they were joking. And like, no, we hear this little kid crying. And so she goes, and, and sure enough, there's this little um, two-year-old girl in our backyard just standing there by herself crying. So um, Andrea and the kids <laughs> went outside um, actually, was it, a, it, was a, it was a boy, wasn't it? Okay. You, you thought it was a girl, but it was a boy. Brought him inside. She called the police, and um, the kid had basically wandered about, what did we figure out? It was like uh, at least a quarter of a mile away from his house, maybe probably farther. So it wasn't even our neighborhood, okay? Um, it was a neighborhood that we back up to. So um, this kid had gone on a little journey. Um, but here's my question. So the mom, the, the mom had called, and, and it, was a, it was a happy ending. But if that was your kid, who would you want to find them? A man? A woman? Uh, I would want a mom. Okay? I would want a mom. Uh, when my dad... Um, was still living. Um, he had a, a step-granddaughter, and he would do things with her and, and um, take her out, and they would go to the mall sometimes, and you know she would have to go to the bathroom, understandably, um, when she was young. And so my dad obviously couldn't go into the ladies' bathroom. Not a problem now, right? Um, <laughs> um, but he couldn't go in there and didn't want to go in there um, and didn't think it was appropriate to try to handle that situation. So he would basically look for kind of an older lady and say, hey, could you help my granddaughter um, and assist her in the bathroom, right? That's who you're looking for, right? Why? Safety. Protection. That's what you want. Proverbs 14 says, the wise woman builds her house. Brick by brick. By, ah. I'm already on the next word. That's the problem. Brick by brick, book by book, class by class, Bible verse by Bible verse. Slowly but surely and almost always painfully. So be faithful to the task. Um, listen, I remember in high school, I'd be up until 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning working on my um, schoolwork. I had this little desk in my room, and I'd finish... I'd um, get ready for bed, I'd turn off the lights if there were any on in the house, and I'd look down the hall, and almost always, inevitably, my mom's light would be on um, 
in her bedroom. So I'd walk down there, and um, <clears throat> the door was kind of cracked, so I'd peek my head in there, and, and there was my mom asleep um, with the Bible open on her bed. She would fall asleep quite often reading the Word. She was involved in a Bible study, so she'd have her, she would fall asleep as she was doing her Bible study. I'd wake up in the morning, and it was early back then. It was too early. But I'd wake up in the morning, and the light would be back on. And I wouldn't hear any noise or anything. So I'd, I'd um, go back down the hall, I'd peek my head in, and there she would be um, on her knees by her bed praying. And that is the image that is like burned into my mind of, of my mom and really what was important to her. You know, going to bed with the word, waking up, praying, and pleading to the Lord. Um, that spoke powerfully to me, and I knew it w- what was important to her. It wasn't important to me at the time. I wasn't saved. Um, but I knew it was important to her, and that impacted me. Um, ladies, use these times that you have with your children um, to impact them for the kingdom. There really is no greater calling. Okay, I believe the most prestigious title, it's not doctor, it's not reverend or pastor or senator, um, definitely not president. <laughs> the most pres- prestigious title, I believe, is mother. That's my first R. My second R is renewal. Okay, Moms, you need, actually, no, it's relaxation. You need re- relaxation before you can have renewal. Look at Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, excuse me, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. It is important for moms to have times of relaxation. It's important to take time to relax. Um, It's necessary to take time to relax. Listen, if God rested, then so can you. And so should you. So men, let your wives have a break. All right? On a regular basis. All right? Once a year on Mother's Day. (laughs) Doesn't cut it. All right? They need a regular break. You need to encourage your wives to take a break. Almost require your wives to take a break. Um, I know it's hard, the thought of you and the kids alone, all right? But you can do it, men. You can do it. You can survive. You need to provide a concrete way for them to take a break. And you need to tell them, honey, take a break. And then help make it possible for them to take the break. Now, here's the thing. Men, when you take a day off, do you go into the office and chill out there? You know, you're like, boss walks by. Hey, I got some work. No, I'm off today, boss. You're like, what are you doing here? Okay. It's kind of the same idea. Um, If you're going to give your wife a day off, Get her out of the work environment. 
all right? Or uh, get the little workers out of the environment. <laughs> One or the other, all right? The little employees, they got to go, all right? <clears throat> but do one of those two. Get them out of the house, create those opportunities. Listen, it's going to cost you financially, all right? It's going to cost the, your bottom line financially, um, but you have to realize it's money well invested, okay? It's money well invested. But moms, you not only need relaxation, um, you need renewal. And you can have all the relaxation in the world, but without renewal, it won't benefit you much. Uh, look at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3 and verse 5 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So moms, you need to have times of not just relaxation, but times of renewal where it's you and Jesus. You have to be renewed. Just like the end of these verses say, look, what is the result of fearing the Lord? What is the result of trusting him? What is the result of not leaning on your own understanding and acknowledging? All those things, 5, 6, and 7, are driving to verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. What's he talking about? Renewal by the Lord. Um, Psalm 16 says this in verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Okay, So these times, um, they must come in order to flourish as a mom. And these times must come, and they must come from the Lord. Um, I understand if you're at home and you're trying to have your quiet time, um, you're going to get interrupted. Okay, Back to my previous point where dads need to make time for mom to get out and get alone. Or dads need to say, mom's in her room and don't interrupt for the next hour or whatever it might be. Susanna Wesley, the mom of John and Charles Wesley, um, she had a very simple solution. All right? She just put like a blanket over her head, like almost like a shawl or something. And the kids knew if the blanket was over her head, don't interrupt her. But she's praying. Second Corinthians in chapter 4, talks about our inner self being renewed day by day. All right, our inner self being renewed day by day. When you study this passage, you realize that the renewing comes from none other than the Father himself. I understand if you're having your quiet time, it is almost impossible to have one at home. All right, unless you wake up super early, which is not a bad idea. But have you ever gotten to the point where you're having your quiet time? And you're just about like finally entered the presence of the Lord. And then there's like, Mom! Right? It's irritating. I get it. I'm not even a mom. But depending on how old they are, you might say something like, Mom's having a quiet time, so you'll need to, uh, I'll need to help you later. But that, that's not always possible. A few years ago, um, I was in my prayer closet, and I could hear one of the kids um, saying, um, Have you seen Dad? Have you seen Dad? 
And um, they, were looking, they were looking for me. And somehow they got all the other kids involved in this, like, treasure hunt to find it. I figured if they didn't find me for a little bit, maybe they'd just give up, right? But I'm praying. They're searching all over the place, every single room, every single closet, everything. And as I'm, so I'm kind of, now I'm not even praying anymore. I'm just, I'm listening to this little scavenger hunt thing go on. <clears throat> but it was then that the Lord spoke to me. And, and he said to me, um, your kids are searching diligently for their earthly father. And he said, how much more should you search diligently for me? So it gave me a good picture of, of um, really where our hearts need to be at as we're seeking the Lord, right? I mean, my kids were going to tear down the house um, to find me. We should be willing to do the same with our Heavenly Father. But when you do get interrupted, and it's going to happen, what better place to be interrupted? Because your kids are seeing the importance that you place on the word. They're seeing the importance that you place uh, on praying. And they're seeing what matters to you. So you need these times of refreshing. They will be interrupted. But here's the thing. Without the word, you will wilt. You're like a flower, which cannot be overwatered. Okay? You need the water of the word, and you need healthy, healthy, healthy doses of it. All right? When does grass thrive? Like right now with all the rain. You can almost cut your grass twice a week. It's been raining so much. It's crazy. Uh, the more the rain, the more the growth. And that's the idea for you. Drink in the word. Healthy, healthy doses of it. Lots of it. You cannot have too much. Uh, let me say a word to those ladies who long to be mothers but aren't yet mothers. Be faithful where you're at. Be faithful where you're at. The Lord knows. He has his purposes. He has his ways. Trust him. And there are a number of ladies um, that have never had children that God has used greatly in his work. All right, Jane Austen, you've all heard of, the famous novelist. Her father was a pastor. Um, she never married, um, yet look at her impact. All right? Um, any uh, young college student that's a guy knows of her impact because he's been dragged to watch a number of movies with his girlfriend, okay? <laughs> She's had an impact. Uh, Henrietta Mears. Anybody ever heard of Henrietta Mears? Okay, you might not have ever heard of her, um, but she wrote like one of the classic books on the survey of the Bible. So it is almost impossible that you've not been affected by her teaching because it's very likely if you've been to a Bible study in the last few years that that person consulted um, Henrietta Mears book on the survey of the Bible. Um, it goes book by book and gives you just a brief overview. She was greatly influential in Billy Graham's life. Um, Richard Baxter, the great Puritan, um, and his wife Margaret, they never had children. Um, and so she, she used the opportunities that she had to complement um, his ministry as best she could. She was left um, some money, and so she spent a lot of her fortune to uh, open up rooms and places for Richard to preach at the time because he wasn't a part of the right church he couldn't preach the word. So she would 
she would um, rent out facilities for him to be able to, to preach the word. When he ended up being imprisoned for that, she went with him willingly to prison. So don't trust the ways of the world. Ladies, trust the Lord. He is much, much, much more faithful. So in conclusion, there is a responsibility that moms have. It is a great responsibility. Work diligently at it. The Lord is your provider. The Lord is your strengthener. But here's the thing. It's okay to take it easy at times. Right? And that might look different for different people. Some of you, if you're an introvert, you kind of recharge by getting by yourself. All right? Well, then get by yourself. Some of you are extroverts. You kind of recharge by being around others. Okay? Then, then relax um, how you need to relax. But husbands, you need to make this happen. All right? Ladies, if, if you're having any problems, you can go talk to Pastor Vaughn and he'll help you out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if you're having issues, we can help you out. All right? We can talk to your husband. And then renew. All right? You, you can't do this without the Lord. You really can't. You need him daily. All right? So run to him. Run to him often and often and often and let him renew your soul and enjoy his presence and be satisfied. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the many moms represented here, for the many moms that are here. I pray your blessing upon them, God, not just this day, but for all the days forward. We are truly, truly thankful for them and for the impact that they've had in many, many, many families. We thank you for their love, for the sacrifices that they make time and time and time again that we never see, that we never know about, but you see it, and it makes a difference. So God, we lift them up to you and ask God that you would give them hope. The hope of the resurrection the hope of the future life, the hope, the promised hope that you are with them every step of the way, that you will provide every single step. So we thank you, God, that you are good. We thank you that you love us so much. We ask that you would continue your work in our families here, Lord, and continue to use us to make a difference for you. We love you. Amen.